The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the seventh chapter. Now when the Pharisees and some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus, they noticed that some of his disciples were eating with defiled hands, that is, without washing them. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they thoroughly wash their hands, thus observing the tradition of the elders, and they do not eat anything from the market unless they wash it. And there are also many other traditions that they observe, the washing of cups and pots and bronze kettles. So the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not live according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? He said to them, Isaiah prophesied rightly about you, hypocrites, as it is written, The people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching human precepts as doctrine. You abandon the commandment of God and hold to human tradition. Then he called the crowd again and said to them, Listen to me, all of you, and understand there is nothing outside a person that by going in can defile, but the things that come out are what defile, for it is from within, from the human heart, that evil intentions come, fornication, theft, murder, Adultery, avarice, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, slander, pride, folly. All these things come from within, and they defile a person. The Gospel of the Lord. I bring you greetings and I bring you deep thanks from the students next door at Lutheran Campus Ministry, the 2018-19 school year. Got off to a rather rough start for the students with the discovery of the body of student Molly Tibbetts, whom several of our students knew and studied with or worked with. There were three other student deaths that first week of class including a student suicide. Nonetheless, we gathered for our first worship service that Thursday night and sang and prayed our way through Holden Evening Prayer. These students are strong and resilient and are on their way to bravely face this new school year despite its difficult beginning. We are planning the usual weekly Thursday night worship services using the beloved Holden Evening Prayer Liturgy in addition to weekly suppers and fellowship. Along with Waldorf College, we are planning a fall trip to visit the UNI campus ministry in Cedar Falls. We are working on a Christmas service project, either working with immigrant families in eastern Iowa or the shelter house here in Iowa City. In February, we are planning our annual retreat to Wartburg Seminary in Dubuque. This year, however, this retreat will include the campus ministries of ISU, UNI, Waldorf, Grandview, Wartburg, Luther, and Augustana. 
This year, next door, you might know we have no students living upstairs in our campus ministry house. Instead, we have converted those upstairs rooms to a yoga room, a study room, and a relaxation room. Plus, they have access to an additional bathroom and kitchen. In this transitional time for properties with campus ministry, we are grateful for the house which Gloria Day provides, for the suppers which you lovingly prepare, and for the prayers which you faithfully pray. Next year, Lutheran Campus Ministry will celebrate its 100th anniversary on the campus of the University of Iowa, and we continue to place our future firmly and faithfully in God's hands, confident that this ministry will continue to grow and flourish. As three-quarter time campus pastor, I am privileged each and every day to walk alongside these gifted and astonishing young men and women to watch in amazement how they grow and go out into the world. My remaining quarter time is spent at Gloria Day, as you may know, and this is expressed by my presence in this new ministry called Just Church. I am thrilled today to clarify, explain, and announce a few things about Just Church, but firstly, I wish to thank you for entrusting my time and talent to this bold, fledgling new ministry to which God has called me and my partner, Reverend Jan Rippentrop, my brilliant colleague and friend. Just Church is a weekly worshiping community that meets at Merge on the Ped Mall every Saturday at 5. Several of you have joined from time to time. We are not a church plant in that we are not a new congregation nor do we embrace traditional structures such as committees or classes or choir or confirmation. We embrace a flat, hierarchical model of church. In this simple and pure way, Just Church is just a worshiping community. We are also Just Church in that we are also focused strongly on issues of social justice. 80% of our weekly donations, 80%, go towards a designated social justice organization working in Iowa City or Eastern Iowa. We engage topical issues in often uncomfortable ways as God calls us to boldly confront powers that suppress, marginalize, and alienate. In these two ways, we are Just Church. Just Church is over four months old already. In this time, we have raised almost $4,000 to help the Eastern Iowa Community Bond Project, which has directly helped free 27 of the 33 men who were detained after the immigration raid this summer in Mount Pleasant. We are beginning at this point to shift our focus to Shelter House, with whom we will partner beginning in November. We look forward to this partnership, not only to assist with direct service needs such as finances and sheets, laundry detergent, personal product, hygiene products, and so on, but also to enter into trusted partnership with Shelter House so that we can learn more about the systemic and institutional factors that oppress the homeless in our community and then confront these factors. Just Church makes my heart race and my spirit soar at a time 
when our larger church <clears throat> struggles to find hope. Just Church affords our space at Merge only through the generous connections of a member here at Gloria Day. Our music is supported largely through members of Gloria Day by voice and instrument. Our seed money of $5,500 was donated by Gloria Day, which we really haven't touched, but nonetheless needed in our early weeks. And we have just this week received news of a significant grant of $7,500 from the Presbytery of Eastern Iowa, which we receive with jubilation, as now Just Church is truly ecumenical and finds itself in a position to fund our participants in such things as community organizing, leadership training, marketing, and so on. I rejoice in this bold ministry, which you have entrusted to me as your quarter-time young adult pastor, knowing full well that Glory Day congregation might not reap the rewards of what it sows as we seek to boldly respond to James this morning and his call to radical and faithful action to be doers of the word, not just in words, but in deed. I looked over our assembly last week at Just Church with joy, knowing that the vast majority of those worshipers had no other church home or affiliation outside of Just Church. Therefore, I urge you strongly to consider your friends and your colleagues and your co-workers and classmates and offer to them a bold invitation to join us on Saturdays at 5. So then together, we are doing something, and I thank you for this trusted opportunity to be about this ministry of really reaching into our community in a new and different way instead of sitting in our buildings and waiting for people to walk through our doors, a model which the church has embraced for decades, but one that no longer seems to be working so well. Let me assure you that this sermon is not merely a report to you, using the pulpit as an excuse to tell you what I've been up to, but rather we are leaning into the book of James, a book that Luther would have preferred to either cast out of the biblical canon altogether, or at least have demoted to the end, as some sort of inferior addendum. But nonetheless, it stands before us today, <clears throat> exhorting us to be a people who are about undefiled religion. And this hits the religious world hard today, as we see defiled religion proliferate all around us. We need not go into detail of defiled church, which abuses and molests its children and then conspires to cover it up. We need not go into detail of a defiled church which proof texts the Bible in an inaccurate and cowardly way to defend the atrocities regarding race and immigration. We need not go into detail of a defiled church which casts out people because of sexual orientation or gender identity, or race, or socioeconomic class. Indeed, examples of defiled church abound. We know that. Instead, James emphasizes firstly that words are important because contained within a word is the reality of the word. So for example, let us move into an arena that I'm super comfortable with, sports. You can laugh. That is to say, 
If I were to say the phrase, I am on the football team, it means more than just those words. It means I'm about the thing of football that I do the drills, and I know the plays, and I listen to the coach. If someone says, I'm a football player, people know what that means. I mean, I don't, but people in general do, which is why I'm a preacher and not an athlete. To belong to the world of football is to belong to its reality, in word and in deed. I say it, and I play it. But when you start messing with this reality, things get ugly. So if I were to say, we're still going to call this sport football, but instead of a football, we're going to use a puck. And instead of an end zone, we're going to use a basket. Well, now everybody, even me, can see that this is no longer football, no matter what you call it. You're saying the words, but the reality has changed. You're saying one thing, but you're doing another. The words don't match the reality. This is a defilement of the sport. This is what James is getting at. If you say you're a Christian, then you are about the things that Christians confess. Christians are about, he says, taking care of widows and orphans, including immigrant ones. Christians are about protecting the vulnerable, not abusing or molesting them. Christians are about grace, mercy, and forgiveness, not about conditions or exclusion or humiliation. Christians are about living in the kingdom reality that all are in. That if Christ died for one, Christ died for all. Christians are about clear boundaries between creature and creator and remembering our role and place in creation. In short, says James, you say you are a Christian, if you confess to being a part of this team, then act like it. If you say it, then play it. Well, no wonder this made Luther uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable stuff. But remember, we are not talking about religious works that earn our way into heaven. We're not talking about works that earn God's favor. We're not talking about works that make us better than anybody else. We're talking about works that match our words to the glory of God. If I say I'm an athlete, then I train. If I say I'm a chef, then I cook. If I say I'm an artist, then I paint. If I say I'm a Christian, I take care of the vulnerable. If I say I'm a Christian, I extend to others the same grace that has been extended to me. If I say I'm a Christian, I turn my gaze outwards onto the world and not inward in my four walls. Martin Luther was challenged by this in his time every bit as much as we are today, and he pushed back by insisting that the needy should never be left to fend for themselves pushing 16th century Germany into a new era of religious and civic reform. Similarly, we push back in word and deed, in bold witness, not to Luther, but to Jesus Christ, saying, hey, we worship a servant God, one who comes to this world to give his life for all people. We caught a glimmer of this hope in this regard yesterday, if you watched Senator McCain's funeral on television, Bold words proclaimed by President Obama and Meghan McCain, wowza, giving us a renewed stirring of hope and courage and the thoughts, hey, maybe we can do this. 
Words stir us to bold action. Let us be bold Christians, bold Lutherans, who bravely embrace James and his challenging words. Let us be people who walk the walk, as well as talk the talk. Let us be practitioners, as well as preachers, embodying to others the same grace embodied to us. Let us be exuberant members of this holy team of baptized people who exist not for those on the inside, but for those on the outside of these four walls. And let us do these things with joy and with delight, never because we have to, but always because we are free to. Amen.